Welcome to this week's Herpenauer podcast. This is episode 14, Reptiles on the Run, with the awesome MCC Reptile Courier. This week, we wanted to bring to you how couriering your reptile safely works, all the work that goes into successfully running a courier, and what happens to your animals along the way. We get a lot of questions as small hobbyist breeders from different people who haven't used couriers before or who are worried about using a courier for their much-loved pets. So let's welcome Shelley and Reese, who run MCC Reptile Couriers and who also runs Mollo's Cresties and Critters. Welcome. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Can you tell us a bit about yourselves and what got you into the world of reptiles and exotics and what inspired you to become a reptile courier? Uh, well, both our stories are a little bit sort of started off a little bit different. Mine was because I wanted a reptile for years and years and years and I was never allowed one. And then um, when I found myself single, I got my first two crested geckos. Um, of course, I did everything wrong. And it kind of went from there. I, I just fell in love with with having these these funny like cold-blooded little things running around and I got my second and my third and my fourth and my fifth and it just grew and grew then my dad surprised me with a bearded dragon for present that was a rescue he's like here you go have this okay I know nothing about these so that was that was another thing of and and yeah then um then I, I bred mice at the time as well for for pet homes and things which then introduced me to someone who bred snakes and that then started me down the snake path and by that time I was with Reese, who told me we would never have snakes mm-hmm. and I think 30. That was me, yeah. I didn't yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but, but you had a different start, didn't you? Yeah, I kept, I've had loads of animals um, over, over the years and worked with loads of different types. I had a, my, my first snake, well, I had a pair of them actually. It wasn't too, too short on, on the snakes, you know, looking after them because you was obviously starting out. I, I was told, I think that they were royal pythons, but looking back at it, they weren't royal pythons. I think more like they were anacondas, to be fair. <laughs> as I could get them wrong, well, yeah, that's your, you know, I don't know how they got that one wrong. Huge and um, savage. Yeah, they were proper savage. The, the female, she was nasty. She escaped, basically. They, they both escaped. I found the male. He was wrapped around the toilet roll in my mum and dad's place. And then a female decided to come up when my mum was in the shower and you know, <laughs> be in her face. Yeah, yeah, it was then time to get rid of them because they were just not good. But uh, And she bit me as well. Yeah, that was the thing. She was very aggressive. So it put me right off them. Didn't want any snakes. And then uh, had I had leopard geckos, yeah. I, yeah, we had an iguana with Craig, yeah. Massive thing, Rocky. You used to sleep in your washing machine. Yes, yeah, that was quite funny, actually. Rocky used to sleep in the washing machine. <laughs> yeah, you say, ah, oh, couldn't get yeah, him out. Yeah. <laughs> Try getting him out. I'll do that. Sleep in <laughs> but, um, um, but... And, yeah, and then we got together and I said, no, we're not having snakes. And, yeah, here we are with 30-odd snakes now. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, we, we actually decided uh, probably not long after we got together that we'd like to do the courier thing. You know, with, with having the reptiles ourselves and, and stuff, we thought it'd be good because we fell out with another courier in the um, industry big time and found it increasingly <laughs> found it increasingly difficult to get um, like reptiles delivered or, or shipped out 
to where we needed to. So we said, well, hey, let's do it ourselves. Then George started Rapid Reptiles. So we decided to hold off because, you know, there's no point. He was doing a great job. But yeah, we finally bit the bullet when when he told us he was coming to an end. And that kind of gave us a kick up the bum to go out and get a van and get it started, get going. And and here we are. Going from there, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it went from strength to strength. We're doing really well. You know, we like to think that, that that people are happy with us. They certainly haven't told us otherwise yet. If no, I've seen not. a lot of people yeah. recommend and put your name out there. It's like, even like in like sides of the hobby that I don't even know exist, they'll put your name out. Who do you use? MCC, MCC, MCC. So definitely I've got a, a quite a following now with your career side, especially. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I've always had good responses from people that you've delivered to for me. So they're so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's mostly him because yeah. like, there's so many people. I deal with you guys, and then he deals with the other ones. So you know, luckily he's he's all right. He's people friendly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. To be fair. So was it was it quite difficult to start up the courier when you decided to go ahead with it? You know, like getting the right van and getting it set up and. You know, like all the beforehand checks, such as the DEFRA side of things. Very much so. Um, Very, very difficult. It was a lot of it um, mostly being because when we decided to to do this business, we were promised help, government help, if we got customers, if we did this, if we did that. So the financial side of it was a big struggle um, because we had to do the majority of it on our own, (laughs) of us having a sort of a, a proper job at that time because of the anxiety side of things it it was hard finding a van that was within our budget that was going to be able to do the miles because i mean we do over six thousand miles in eight days um, a lot of miles, we yeah. needed a van that was that wasn't gonna like wasn't hanging but that we could have actually afford and then we had to kit it all out to a standard we was happy with we found the little green machine so we? we found the little green van um which we thought would last us a while in size and and running and then yeah we had to to look into kitting out we had to research (laughs) sort of how we could power everything we wanted in there because even though reese has done some electronic stuff and you know we knew how to heat our animals at home making that mobile was a completely new experience Um, so so that that kind of went use all the electrics and i fucked around with the woodwork and it looked good in the end. It, it did. did the green, really the green man looked yeah, awesome. Just um, try sleeping in it. It was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> room in the back to actually stay with the animals because I'd rather stay with them if there's any problems. And I had to sleep in the front. And yeah, there's just no room. There was no leg room, nothing. It was a nightmare. Pretty much. Yeah. My head was hanging out the door at one point. <laughs> Have to open the windows on both sides. I'm all frozen. Especially because because you had company, didn't you? Yeah, on the first, on the few, first runs few runs. Dan. He's not a small man. So these two <coughs> fairly big guys. <laughs> I was like, yeah, great. Thanks for that. Like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So so, we so there was we? a lot to the, and getting the DEFRA license. Sort of looking into that as well. They're not very clear with what you actually no. need. Well, so there's a lot of phone calls. So basically, they treat you as. As if you're a farmer, basically, if, if you're transporting your farm, you know, your farm animals, they want yeah. to know the ventilation for the van. They want to know what sizes of bits and pieces are in there, et cetera, et cetera. 
but the van's nothing like what reptiles rep, are different you know, to cows and we don't and need shit. massive you know massive vents you need obviously need air vents and stuff for circulation mm -hmm. i don't need massive vents all down and that's what they were looking at and they were saying well where's your air coming from well, the vent <laughs> yeah there's, there's one in the room <laughs> the door several times yeah. a day you know it's fine and it was very difficult to get that it was to get it across wasn't yeah. it it was initially trying to hold it to to like cattle transporting standards <laughs> so they wanted displays yeah it was in the driver's cab which but technically we, i don't need because it's on alarms and i can hear it yeah but they wanted the temperature gauge is there and right in front of you and it's like well okay i've got to try and get that to come into the cab which is a nightmare but we've done it so yeah, yeah. That surprises me really because DEFRA is very specific, although a lot of it is open to interpretation, unfortunately. Mm. So for yourselves, it'll be one thing, and then for someone else, it'll be entirely different, which yeah. I feel is, you know, an incorrect way to move forward with this kind of thing. It is because yeah. if you're regulating things on mass or like farm animals or stuff, and you've got set definitions for them, it can't be that yeah. difficult to go, right, we need to have an exotics expert mm. in mm. and then have set rules for them then that's what they need yeah because the forms you fill in are ridiculous honestly yeah, yeah. It, it was coming up with all like you know obviously all the calculations for a big van and what they need to transport in horses cows and, you know, yeah yeah and we're like okay um i just have to say transporting with bells yeah my dog's this big not this big exactly and then they send it back saying well you know how many reptiles well, i haven't got a clue <laughs> it could be one, yeah. two hundred. I don't know, but you know, luckily the woman we saw, she was she was, she was nice, really nice. Actually. Yeah, she asked us a lot of questions, <laughs> and yeah. then she basically turned around and said, "Well, she said I can tell that you're very knowledgeable. You know what you're talking about. So you know, I have faith in you that you you know what you're doing." She was really nice because yeah, she she openly said admitted to us. She said, "Look, I don't have a clue what I'm doing with when it comes to reptiles." Yeah. And that's the problem, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> it's like with vets, you, it, you struggle to find a dedicated exotic mm. vet because yeah. there's not that many people well-versed enough and the people who are well-versed enough don't take the professional field and go into things like DEFRA or, or the veterinary yeah. science and stick into the hobby side. So mm. when you've got someone who's incredibly knowledgeable in the hobby because they've not got like the credentials behind them to be in these professional places, they get kind of shunned and looked like looked away from. Yeah, types of people that can be guiding DEFRA and stuff and saying, look, no, this is probably what mm. your standards should be. Yeah, I, I think they do. I mean, we've seen inside some other vans, you know, not, not naming names, not trying to big ourselves up here because there are some other fantastic couriers out there. But we have seen inside of a couple of other vans that, that have their, well, supposedly have their DEFRA license. And the, the standard is very different <coughs> to what's, what we felt was a pass yeah so uh, but but you know they've they've apparently gone down the same channels and they got got passed for what they had see that's where open to interpretation comes in again yeah. it, it's different in each borough isn't it yeah. for in each part of you the uk the it depends who you get on the day yeah like you've just yeah. said yeah. It's a, so what kind of setup do you decide to do on board, you know, that would gain you successful DEFRA license? Do you know, obviously I build racks and vivs and stuff, so I know that you'd obviously need a specific rack and you'd have to heat it and that kind of thing. You'd have mm -hmm. to have it started. So. Well, what um, the, the thing we took was um, 
we basically went with what we would be happy with. Um, I spoke to some other people as well when I was um, looking at starting up and run some of my ideas past them. And sort of we then brainstormed it together and we said, right, well, this is what we want. We want to have separate compartments that we can alter the temperature in Mm -hmm. so that, you know, snakes can be different to to geckos. We also then wanted to make sure that we could keep them separate because we don't want geckos in snake tanks. Yeah. So that's we we went around it that way. And, you know, we knew that that we would have to have it, it heated. It would have to be, you know, temperature controlled and basically built what we would be happy with. And, and as I say, what other people have said that they would they would be happy with. And we took that to DEFRA. And so the only thing that they come back with was the temperature gauges in the cab. Yeah. Um, mm. Which we we felt we didn't need because, as I say, everything was alarms. And we can hear the alarms clearly in the cab. But, you know, we said, well, fair enough. And we went away and we put the alarms in. And, well, you put the alarms in. <laughs> and they were happy with that. So, well, we knew that from what other people that had been passed with a DEFRA license, we knew that what we had done easily covered what they had done. Hmm. And and that's kind of how, how we went with it. I mean, we spoke to other two people. George Blessing was really happy to talk through stuff that we was a little bit fuzzy on. And, and he helped us go from there. He's actually Blessing. He was very supportive. Do you need any specific insurance on the van? You know, like, because ca- you carry reptiles and do you also need public liability insurance i'm not i wasn't sure about the public liability thing because i'm not sure how how much it covers i know it covers for if you say for instance had a property that people the public was going to but as you're just uh, you know a van i'm not sure if you you would need that element it's all very gray gray area with yeah. korean reptiles and insurance we know there's couriers out there that don't have it we know there's couriers out there that have a limited amount that only cover up to an amount. One courier even said to us, there's no point in you getting insurance because it will only pay out to a certain level and you'll be carrying animals more expensive than that. Mm. But that said, we did a lot of research. Reese <laughs> did a lot of research and um, he found us an insurance that does cover public liability it covers us to the extent of if any of them animals get out and injure anybody we are covered they are covered everyone's covered and they will cover up to i think it's up to five hundred thousand or a mil so it'll cover up to a million in in damages either to the animals to the van um so so yeah when there are there's more than one courier out there that says that that they can't get insurance to cover your animal it's they not just true. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. It, it doesn't cover you. It's not specifically for couriering, but it is an animal insurance that covers you for taxiing animals and things like that. And we are perfectly covered. Yeah, so, yeah. so, yeah, if a courier tells you they can't be insured for a, for, for a lot, that's not true. No. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's most likely probably just an outgoing that they don't want to cover. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, it's not it's expensive. Really cheap. It's, it's, you say that, but some people very much think profit is priority, <laughs> whether yeah. it's 5p or, or <laughs> to yeah. them that's 5p. We very rarely pay anything off yearly, right? Because obviously you need to make money, but this you can we pay it off. Yeah, we paid it yearly. That, that's how it. cheap it is. You can just go, oh, do you know what? They're done. <laughs> yeah. covered Take the money. Days. But that just shows that you want the best for your animals when yeah. they're on board so it, it lets people know that yeah. you do you do want to do it right and you do care it is a lot of responsibility isn't it because people take their animals 
incredibly seriously like yeah. some people take it to a whole new level and obviously it covers your back their back and it makes you feel more at ease as somebody that's that's getting their animal brought to them that they it, everything is covered everything's mm. above board everything's there anything must go wrong yeah there's no, no one to blame really because everybody gets the help they need with that insurance yeah so it does make people it would if i didn't know you guys and didn't trust you guys and i was just coming straight into it like i think my, i mentioned my friend she's getting a dragon couriered yeah if i was in issues it'd make me feel a whole lot better and and more secure in a situation knowing that this person has all the insurances and then the van's fully kitted out properly to ensure that animals can arrive to me in the best condition it can mm-hmm. it's nice to know that you're not going with the bare minimum and that you are going above and beyond because you're not just thinking about yourselves obviously you are a business you do have food that needs to be put on the table but you're still being considerate of you know you're transporting people's animals people's family members you know like you're you're going the extra step so it's, it's really nice to hear that that's that is one thing we decided from the very beginning yeah, that we didn't want the bare minimum no. you know we we wanted it to be we wanted people to look at the van and go yeah my animal is going to be safe i mean we've with the yeah. new van we've even upgraded a step further that all of our compartments now have see-through doors so that it makes it even easier to quick check an animal so if reese is going in to take out one he can have a quick glance around and go yeah everyone looks all right i mean obviously it's it's a bit more, he goes more in depth, but it, it's meant that we have a clearer view of what's going on in in each chamber. I mean, sometimes the, the animals, he's he's given them <laughs> really bad boxes that are like barely held together. Yeah. And we have had an, an animal escape, but because we have it in a chamber yeah. and with the, yeah. the doors, we can go, oh, well, that shouldn't yeah. be there. Oh, it's when it's <laughs> I wake up asleep. Wake up asleep. I wake up and you know you're this banging look and there's a snake looking right at you. I'm like, mm, you're not supposed to be. Now I gotta catch you. But we do oh, we do God. now take take yeah. more precautions and they're and all in locks. Like I, I put them in the we say in really locks. useful boxes yeah, which I can't get out of. Or we like triple, quadruple band boxes. No, I don't bother with bands anymore because <laughs> they don't even hold them. <laughs> they I'm just like, do I'm do like, yeah. I mean, I had, yeah. It, it, I've had people where they've triple banded them everywhere, every direction you can think of. And it's only a baby python that can still get out. It still <laughs> smashes out in the corner. Masters of escape. No, yeah, the, the pythons, the royals are the worst, to be fair. They are, they are terrible. Yeah. inquisitive snakes that's their fault <laughs> <laughs> at least you've got two-step in authentication now with your <laughs> doors at the front <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. a good idea though that it is yes yeah. that's another reason why we wanted compartments for for each animal yeah. it's really so that we can have the snakes hotter than the geckos but it's also if yeah. it gets out it's only in like there's only other snakes in the boxes so they're not yeah. really care. But if you get a snake, get out, and he's going around all the gecko boxes. Hello, gecko. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> so so that's another reason for the compartment. It's so no snake can get near any gecko or any any other sort of reptile we, we have on board yeah. or amphibian. No, yeah, we completely. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah, I like the whole separate thing. That's uh, mm. pretty smart. I don't think I've seen a, another courier do that that way before. Yeah, because even even the, the cresties are kept separate from the leopards. 
they're all all got their own separate chambers completely so i know well, it's easy for me then because i know what's what but yeah. it's nice to keep them separate yeah. I, I, like that. That's really I try cool. to keep them in dark in the in the black glass boxes as well so they're not stressed out um, can't see each other i know anymore. i can't see them then so when's like that i do have top. to take them out and yeah. have a quick look but it's better for them you know, they're, not, they're not looking at each other they're not stressing and to be honest they can see through the glass on the other side so they can probably <laughs> see the snake looking that way you know? the poor little things the like snake oh. over there. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's also why um i don't think any other quarry service does this either we actually offer people free Braplex boxes. Um, if they, um, you know, when they're, they're sort of booking in, I will ask them if they, they want one and we will provide them a free box if all they have is a cricket tub or a salad box. We say, well, don't worry, have one of ours because then at least we know it's in a good, good container. It's in a hinge lid, which makes watering and feeding sometimes that much easier. You know, so okay, we can only go up a couple of sizes with them, but it it means that again, the animal is in in something that's safe and suitable to transport it in. It's better than not trying at all. At least you're you know making that extra effort to ensure safe travel. You're not just you know taking everything and and all that. You are actually going the extra mile. So. The snakes that we get and they're in bags. I don't like them in bags. So if I get a chance, I will take them out of the bag, put them into yeah, a container yeah. so I can make sure they got water on them. Because yeah. 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 I know some people use snake bags to hide conditions and stuff. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's a snake I, bag. I, no, Look, I check them, see? I, I do yeah. check them. Yeah. I've like, seen some people try and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, where is coming out? They'll send an animal off. And, but then try and blame the courier yeah. for their own yeah. animal being in that state when it's them. So that's yeah. like, that's really, that's a lot of people that will, will tell me, like, you know, a couple of people have said, oh, look, this snake does look really skinny. It does look like it's underweight, but it's just, you know, it's just laid his clutch, blah, blah, blah. And I've spoke to the, you know, the person it's going to. So I'll double check with that person that, yeah, that they know that he's told them. Yeah. And I'll always relay it and say, but I will if, take a photograph as well. If an animal does so, look really sick, though, we will <coughs> refuse to courier it. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, yeah. which is, it covers your back there, because if it's got something contagious. Yeah. On your head then, in it, so that's... Contagious. We do, we do do our best, because obviously things with, like, mites and stuff like that, so we we never reuse wow. containers or dishes or anything on a run, and they're brought home, and they are properly sterilised before we use them again, because we use rubs to move snakes into from bags and things. Reese is always cleaning his hands in between each each time he goes <laughs> to an animal because of that reason, because, you know, yeah. you do get snakes. I mean, there was um, there was a Cresties that had the outbreak of worms that went around. There was a few different keepers that suddenly realised they had worms. Yeah. Who had some of their geckos on board. And I felt confident enough to say that there wasn't cross-contamination to other people's yeah. geckos because yeah. we are very... Or you? I don't take them out. Do I don't take them out of the out of their tubs unless it's really necessary. Yeah. Even yeah. for cleaning, because most of the the gecko, they, the last lot, for example, were crazy. They were just super. Wanted to rip my head off and growling, <laughs> hissing at me, and I don't know what what they'd been fed, but they were on one. I tell you. But most of the time, I have to. I'll open the tub and I'll just pull the kitchen roll out put another bit in as much as I can, spray it, done, and they stay in that tub. 
unless unless I can't do it, then I will transfer them into a clean tub. But then it's always sprayed with F10 after, so there's no cross contamination. Yeah. This is the last thing you want, really, to be fair. Yeah. But the majority of the time, they stay well well in their own cases. Yeah, yeah, no, at the end of the day, again, something else we agreed with is, you know, okay, yeah, we're, we're paying out for these boxes. It's not covered in our fee, but it's more important to us that everything <clears throat> is moved safely. And again, it goes back to the snakes and snake bags. <laughs> we'll move them into the really useful boxes. We'll then transfer them back into a snake bag to take them back to the person. But on the entire journey, they are in a box where they can move. If they poo, it can be cleaned out. We can give them water. Also, um, it just depends on the snake, though. Yes. Yeah, every snake will let me. Not every snake me, can be uh, moved out of a snake bag, unfortunately. Um, I, I do. If I do get a snake bag, then I'll put it in the box and leave the bag open. So it's got his option to come out if it wants to. But then when I give it back to the person, then I'll ask them to put it back in the bag if it's a a very shy or you know aggressive thing then they can yeah. it. but i do like, that's yeah, well, i do like to keep like we said keep them in the in the boxes so it's just better for transporting and, and for less, it's really less like, stressful it for them, isn't it? and it's like them little cricket tubs that people send them in they're so rough on the inside i always worry yeah, they are, yeah. yeah so it's like nope you're coming out of there you can go in this bath last and they can have that yeah. <laughs> I, I, when i go to reptiles i only ever use brap last because I, I just think they're much better yeah, yeah. they are definitely yeah. They are and you can and I also use black as well if I can or white because mm-hmm. you can't see through it then I, 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 I try not to use the clear stuff yeah yeah just yeah. another added stress factor if you can see out there and you're seeing like all these other eyes staring at you potential <laughs> predators it's like so what kind of process do you follow then when you you know when you're getting started with a run so do you use a sort of specific software that helps you to pinpoint everything or do you do it all by hand you know when you're planning a route well it's, it's kind of a mix of both initially we started off planning the routes ourselves and it it took us hours and hours to do because obviously you you've got chopping off and picking off all over the place and you, you zigzag everywhere yeah our runs were being longer and so we managed to find a software that was it's quite basic but efficient enough that it knows you can link pick up and drop offs and it planned yeah. and it, it shortened our time down but then when it comes to working out people's time that goes back to being manually done i'll i'll get my like my list order list of from the software and then I have to go through each one with good old Google putting the postcode in and working how long out how long it takes to get to the next place and leaving sort of a gap in between. So that's that's very stressful. Yeah, yeah. very stressful with with two little kids and a baby that that keeps wanting me to stop every like five minutes. <laughs> she nodded to me then. But... She went out when a baby. But you know, it, it's this end, and usually then I try and do a day at a time, and then I manually text each person. That, as you, you've seen, the, the message is it's copy and pasted, and then I, I put in people's details. I'm not one for going just going. Hi, here's your date and time. I like to say people's names. <laughs> you know, it's like it's yeah. you. 
very simple. Small touch. Very personal one. It, it feels it's a very personal one. Like just sim- someone simply saying your name instead of hey a four nine three two one. Your name. <laughs> so it's it can be quite a long drawn out process. That's why I always give us from like the first to the fifth. Well, the first to the fourth. So that should give us four days to plan the route to meet to get the times done and then ready to text everyone on the 5th. However, lately with the baby and that, I, I might have to revisit that a little because it's, it's been like baby sort of brain. two or three o'clock in the morning and I'm still sat there with Google trying to look at my thing going, what postcode is that? <laughs> um, and the last thing I want to do is make mistakes so I get like really stressed and really anxious. It's like, I can't see this properly. What if I put it in the wrong order? And, and But it's it generally it all goes off without a hitch, which is good. And so, yeah, as, as you know, on the 5th of every month, we then message everybody with their dates and times. Usually two or three days later, okay. I'm sat there on the phone going, this person hasn't replied to my message. They haven't replied. So I then go through the list and message everybody again saying, did you get my message? <laughs> um, and most of the time they go, oh, yeah, I forgot. And I'm like, like <laughs> just please say you've got it. And then I don't have to you. I think some people just like being chased because the occasional person does it every single time. <laughs> You've not yeah. responded. Did you get don't. it? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and, and that um, the reason we chose sort of to do it on the fifth as well because we try and do our runs around about the same week each month. Yeah, it's, it's so people they always kind of know then when our run is going to be. So even though they yeah, are people, they, yeah, they they if they get a customer they can go. Oh, it's usually around about then. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they people still obviously message and ask because that start date does change, but it's generally always the same week. But it always closes on the first, and we always have yeah. people's information out on the fifth. Do you find that works well for you? How you run it with regards to you know people coming at you with bookings and then you responding and then having the text message service? Yes, I, mean, I would like to have some form of. Booking you would form. like it to yeah. be yeah, booking form would be a bit smoother because yeah. the messages do come in all over the place. If um, I get one, well, we, we, we both get the message. So if mm-hmm. I accidentally open it, for example, it's see it. too easy for me to miss. Yeah. We do have a thing where we screenshot every booking. Yeah, so when it comes to, the, comes to the end of sort of getting near the end of time, I can sit and go through all the screenshots and make sure that everything <laughs> correlates. But it, yeah, it is, it is time consuming. We would like to find something that's a bit a booking system, quicker. Yeah, yeah, online booking system. And we can so just, easier. just give just people print a link. And see who's booked. Yeah. They'll tell you who's paid. You know, it, yeah, that's a good idea. You can, get, you can get those. I don't know who the providers are of them, yeah. but you definitely can get them, and then you get sort of emailed the book in them. Yeah, mm, yeah I yeah, could certainly look into it because we think that would be... We, we want to, as soon as I get five minutes, I want to, well, a bit more than that, but I want to start <laughs> the website, and we can have a booking form on there and hope yeah. to go through it that way. But, um, yeah, in, in that sense of things, it works. It's not flawless. It is a lot of double and triple checking to make sure we don't miss anyone out. Yeah. yeah. Very time-consuming. That's always very. my biggest fear, but it, it does get sort of the from the first to the run. I am pretty much work, work, work from the moment <laughs> I get up to the moment I go to bed, which isn't ideal. But, again, at the end of the day, it's it's – because I need to make sure everything's right. Um, I get very, again, anxious. So it is, it is just checking everything. Because I'd, I'd hate that if someone messaged up and say, well, you were supposed to have delivered something to me on this run and you haven't. And I'd be like, oh. Me, I still get I'm that. I'm so now. sorry. 
because <laughs> I can imagine, obviously, you know, you've got your friends within the hobby with you breeding Cresties as well. I can imagine them, they'll message Mollows or they'll message your actual personal page as well. So then it's yeah. like seven different places that you're getting these bookings from. So it's, it's baffling, really. Yeah, because you've got, I've got the Mollows, then I've got the MCC Facebook page, then I've got Mollows Instagram, then I've got MCC Instagram to check, then I've got the text messages, then I've got email, then I've got my private Facebook then I've got WhatsApp. Yeah, that will be. Really? I always try and make sure that I message on the MCC Facebook every time. Because sometimes I have typed out to you on your personal the whole thing and I'm like, no, must send it here. What I actually do, that's where the screenshotting helps. But what I also do is I've made up a spreadsheet so that when I put people's information in, I put a star next to who made the booking and then I have a column to put where they've made the booking. So if it's, if it's the Facebook, if it's Instagram, because he'll call me up and he'll go, I've, I've picked up for so-and-so, but I don't know, <coughs> you know, I've picked up from here, but where is this one going? Because they've not written on the box. And, you know, who do I contact? And this, that, and the other. And I'm like, ah, so I can go onto my spreadsheet and go, well, well that person booked it, so I can contact them and talk to them about this and that. And, and it's for this person. And, I mean, that's yeah. the one annoying thing. Oh, you get so frustrated with it. How do you like as obviously people give you boxes, what what layout would you prefer them to have inf- like what information and what layout would you prefer to have on the box that would help exactly you? as you do it? Yeah, we'll tell people because well, they be... don't know how she does it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. Yeah. Well, yes. Um how well, you do it, well, you do how it you Harley. Do it, that's, that's how it. we want everyone to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, recording, then, see? Um well, basically, you just need your, your, the, the details of where it's going. So Even their just name, a name. Yeah, it's just a name. Really? You know, you can put the postcode on if you want, or you can put just their name on or the full details, either. Yeah, because if they put so their name, you'd have the details of that person's name, wouldn't you? So Yeah, yeah. That, that's it, really. Yeah, you know, I just I can just look in the chamber and go, aha, there you go. And if they've got more than one off you, just like one of one or one of two. You yeah, know, that whatever. would be helpful as well. Oh, yeah. I always try to do yes. that. Yeah, because yeah, we've had that before. Um, generally, whenever a booking is made, <coughs> I ask people what it is and what you know what it is and how many. That number does change sometimes, and we did have an instance once where we had what well, Reese had dropped off all the geckos that were written down on the list that we were told about. And as we as we've driven down off down the road, we get a phone call saying I was supposed to have an extra one. And he's gone in the back and gone, oh, there is an extra one. But we didn't have it on the list because, say, the number changes and we're not always informed. So yeah. having that, you know, one of on the boxes would be so handy. Yeah. The majority do that. Yeah. But it's when it doesn't happen, it's very confusing. We do keep very equipped confusing. with a permanent marker, don't we? Yeah. you're running to a tight schedule in a way because obviously you've got a family to get home to and then you've got to get these animals efficiently to to wherever they're going to live nobody like nobody will not nobody but a lot of people don't like the fact like some people will take weeks upon weeks to receive an animal when it's been couriered out like so that one that one mishap could set you back then obviously it's 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 a chain effect isn't it because you could have like 20 people waiting to receive animals who then have to all to say their schedule because they've, they've booked time off or whatever to stay home to yeah. receive animal from you. So yeah. it would probably it's beneficial for everyone, not not just uh, for the people receiving, but for you and then everybody else on your list. 
Definitely, yeah. Any, yeah. Little, any little mess up, but that will set me back. Because it's it is Massive. just it's just a case of if if he picks up and there's no name on the box, is he has to call me. I have to get on the spreadsheet and go. Well, you've just picked up from that person, so mm. and so yeah, it does. It it takes a few minutes out, and if you know several people a day did that with several boxes, it it could set you back. I mean, I try and give Reese fifteen minutes to half an hour at each place, but with traffic and roadworks. Yeah, that's been a major issue. <laughs> you have like um, a specific set of checks or criteria, you know, when you're collecting an animal from a customer and. You know, like, does it have to be above a certain weight or age? Do Do you have that criteria when you're picking up, or when you but you know when you're booking in? Yeah, for cre- yeah. for Cresties, definitely. Because I want we want to take what what did we say? What weight? I won't if generally I won't take any. Well, <coughs> we won't take any Cresties under like five grams. If I know the people they're coming from and going to, then I will allow allow that to drop to three. But definitely no less. With Leos, we're not as as up on Leos. So it's more looking at how healthy and the size. If they're absolutely teeny tiny, then you know it to us the stress would be too much on something that small. Yeah. Yeah. So that that is something you check for, isn't it? Is, is yeah, basically we're not we're not always told. You know, I try to explain to people and I try to have it on the page. And so far everybody generally has been pretty good. I don't think we've had to turn away a single person. No. I mean, you did you did a private run for someone once, didn't you? And they come with you, and there was a, that was the snake. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was easy to see on <coughs> on that one that the snake we picked up, well, Reese picked up, actually had a problem. The mm. person that we picked up for went with him and didn't see the problem himself. So that that has worried us a little bit since then. That yeah, so you need going a very back experience. To what, you know what you were saying animal, about yeah. about picking up animals and and sort of knowing that they're in a, a good condition to travel and, yeah. and blaming the courier i mean i i will make phone calls if i'm any, if i'm unsure on something you know i've had it with a <laughs> with a crestie that it was behaving it, it was a rescue crestie it was it was behaving in a very weird peculiar way so i straight on the phone to shell discuss it and make sure it was okay it was fine. It, it might have had issues, since why it was rescued. You know, but yeah. we got the, contacted um, the people you were delivering yeah, to, and, you and let told them, know them well, I let them know you? that you know it had a bit of a basically like a bit of a head wobble. Yeah. Um, oh, beautiful, yeah. You know, it was basically spiraling like snakes do. You know, it was corkscrewing. So it might have had a neurological disorder. But itself, it was eating, it was drinking, it was smoking. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I will make phone calls if I don't know. I'm, a crest, yeah. I'm not massively you know, experienced with Cresties, so you know, I will, I'll make a phone call. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's really good. Yeah, usually when I when I used to deal with rescues and stuff, I usually put on the box some sort of issue mm. because I know that obviously I know not everyone can be fully versed in yeah. every species yeah. in it. And it does help with that little note saying, you know, like I'm, I'm aware it's got MBD yeah. or I'm aware it's got technology there. So something like that would be, um, I don't would think, be probably a situation like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think the the place that I picked it up from, I don't think they were massively experienced in, you know, Cressies or anything like that because I, I don't think they realised that it had it had that wobble uh, but as soon as i got it i realized straight away so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good that you were straight yeah. to, to pick up yeah. it. you weren't worried 
you know, you, you did. I made sure it was it was feeding. Yeah, I mean, I had his food in there. She she put it with food in, so I took the food out and gave it back to him when I stopped, obviously, because it'll just go everywhere. And I watched it for about half hour. She was eating fine, so I put some water in on the side, sprayed the box, just see if she'd drink. She was drinking. Yeah. So I was happy. You know, if she hadn't been eating and was cowering in the corner, then it's yeah, you'd have obviously your concerns. Yeah, she was fine. Yeah, we um we do just say we we go we've gone over between us what you know we need to sort of look out for and be aware of, and it's also getting used to people that might be moving on less than healthy animals as well. Yeah, but you know, we always always does check every tub he picks up he he checks to make sure the animal <coughs> is moving it is outwardly healthy we've even <laughs> decided now that um reese is actually currently doing a, a herpetology course all about sort of learning <laughs> yes yeah one of them i'm doing that one at a minute too <laughs> what model are you on He's what just started <laughs> Number three will make you want to die. Okay, no, I, I'm on part one of number three. I want to cry. Oh, I want to cry. Uh, I'm doing it for a while and just been so busy. It's I'm just finding the time it. to get yeah. into it. But it's it is a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> just just everything to help because as you say, there's 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 so many species out there that almost every run we're getting something new, yeah. and it's like on the internet and trying to do as much research as possible into that animal what temperature it needs what it needs feeding so we can get the food on board you know how humid it needs to be and it's, it's something like you know like doing this course is hopefully in an aim to help make the care he can give better i don't honestly see how but it's it's an added bit and it also helps them yeah, it's something nice yeah. and extra to have uh, it's like, it, is, it is a good course i have found it a good course so far it doesn't it doesn't tend to delve too much into keeping it's more than the wild yeah. like it's more like wild you know uh, like that. but it is a really good course and i, I do recommend it. it is quite a informative course i've learned quite a lot about the frog side of it especially yeah, is that on animals is that on animals direct that one or is it uh, no it's on the center of excellence all oh, right just because I signed up to one on Animals Direct, but I've not actually had chance to start it because I'm. I think I've seen that one that you're talking about because I'm going to do the herp one and then I think I'm going to do the zoology one afterwards. Mm. Um, just because I get bored. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Number three will make you want to cry. Um, Happy days, cheers. Two days to do one part <laughs> of that. Nice. So much information to like remember and everything. And I was just like, oh, I just want to cry. <laughs> a lot to take in. It was it was a lot to take in. It's yeah. just it is just sort of something else to say to, to try and make sure that the animals on board are healthy. And if anything. You know, if, if they was to have an underlying issue and something was to happen on the run, it's knowing what to do with it. Yeah. Um, you know, because if you're transporting livestock, there is bound to be a time where something happens to something. Mm. You can give animals the best care in the world. And I know this from the farming side of things because I, I grew up on a farm. And no matter how good your care is, you get animals die. So, you know, it's just to, to make sure that we are equipped that, you know, should that happen? I mean, hopefully it, it never will, but should we yeah. take an animal that, that is going to, you know, pop its clogs, <laughs> we we can do something to, to better it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 
sorry. It's not funny, but the way you said that was just <laughs> Do you have like a, a protocol for if something is to pass? Obviously, I God forbid it does happen, but do you have like a sort of, you know, what like sort of case scenario type thing of what you do? Yeah. Um, with the with our insurance, basically we've got to contact Shelley, let her know, and then contact the insurance, and it goes from there. Then there's loads of paperwork to fill in. Oh, okay. Contact Shelley or contact the. I, I contact the, the both both parties. parties. I, well, I would contact both parties straight away. Well, so I'd speak to the insurance. Pick up and, and delivery. Yeah. But I suppose it all depends if if. If I'm obviously on a tight, well, I am on a tight schedule. I normally will, you know, Shelley, I have to do majority of it because obviously the paperwork I, yeah, side of things. Um, but yeah, we... the phone calls too, you know, it depends because I can't believe really obviously stop to make that phone call. Uh, but we do try. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but basic our, our checklist to follow would be, you know, if we lost an animal, it would be take a photograph of it, mm-hmm. take it, get it out of the the vehicle as, as soon as possible obviously we don't want to just discard an animal but depending on what it is we can't keep that that body on the van yeah it's for um, vets as well because they they uh, they will disperse it so yeah so it, it you can contact vets. vets they will they will dispose of the bodies Risa then contact me send me the photo I will then contact both the, you know the breeder or the seller and the buyer and let them know the situation and then as soon as possible, I'll be on, on the phone to the insurance. And we've had a look into sort of what they need information-wise, you know, so we can make sure that we have everything then prepared to send off to them to, to stop anybody from waiting. Because, you know, if, if you've got an animal on board that's worth five grand and you want to buy another one, the last thing you want to be doing is sat there waiting for months and months for the insurance. Yeah. So, you know, we've we've kind of got our checklist to try and make this process as quick as possible should we ever need it you know need yeah. it as you know insurances yeah. are not quick though that's the problem with them yeah. Yeah, you know we can't control whether they're how quick they do the payout but as long as we do what we need to do then yeah but you're doing the best you can yeah, yeah. exactly yeah you're half of, of what's going on you have to make it yeah. as, as easy as, as possible obviously break into someone at their animals yeah. as past it's not something that it can just be brushed past but yeah. But yeah, that's that's really good that you have a, a backup plan because I know that I've spoken to couriers before and they've been like, not, <laughs> not. They're, they're just like, I oh, just like tell them and, and and go from there. And I'm like, okay, different aren't doing their side properly because. Animal transporter, aren't these Defras aren't saying well actually exotics have an entirely different need to the likes of sheep, pigeons, horses, like. Yeah. Is there any instances where you refuse to courier an animal due to it to its failing health or wealth, like any welfare checks when you've you've picked it up at the door? Not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Everyone seems to have like I said been really honest. Yeah. If there's any any little issues like weight loss or it looking really we have. Up. I suppose there was um, there was somebody that wanted us to transport a very large snake. Now our van is is because of having the chambers and thing in, we can't. <laughs> fitting things in is big big things is is a bit of a, a problem yeah, um so there, there was that one that no actually i don't think it was a snake i think it was a monitor that's right that's it was right a yes yeah it was actually, it was a massive it? monitor no that would have been cool but like yeah he'd um, be nose to tail like do you have like a length and and, and like a size like restrictions it's, that it's you, the depth yeah. so so basically we our 
our chambers are different depths because obviously the geckos only need a small depth and the snakes need a bigger one. But this was over a four foot lizard. We couldn't get it into a chamber. No, we do keep stuff on board that we can heat. We can heat anything, any boxes outside the chambers, but it would have taken up a massive part of the back of the van. We would have had to have kept moving it to get into chambers. Um, So we did say no to that because it would have been more stressful for the animal, you know, than us taking it. So, so we, you know, we said to the guy to try elsewhere. Plus you'd have had nowhere to sleep. No, is it? (laughs) So what kind of checks and care goes into shipping customers reptiles on board your van? So what I mean by that is, do you have, do you keep paperwork of checks or schedules? You know, is there a certain amount of time between the checks that you do provide while they're on board? My checks, I will check them obviously when I pick them up, um, you know, check to make sure the gecko's fine and I will give them a spray if they need a spray, put them in the chamber. But generally, I will keep an eye on them as the day goes through. But generally, when I get to my last stop, I'm on find the service station or wherever I am I then will before I do anything is I will make sure they if they need feeding because I'll keep a list of who's been fed you know I normally speak to yourselves or to the customer or whoever and when were they fed last you know and when they're watered so I make a note of, of what you've said and if they need feeding that night I will feed them change them water them so I generally do that every night so they I I just keep a keep an eye on them constantly. Yeah, you basically, I, I don't have I don't have a certain you know time of doing it. It's done throughout the whole day and the whole night. So you were treating them like they're your own yes, animals yeah, while they're on the yeah, like, you know, What I would expect of someone to do for my you know my animals, I, I treat them as they're, they're my babies basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah, we, we keep disposable pots on board. So every night everything gets watered. You know, there are the obviously the, the really aggressive snakes in bags. It, yes. We can't. Yeah. But we try to even them, we try to make sure that they're in a way that we can water them. So the angry leopards. <laughs> they hit you like cats. Oh, they, they stand up on like all four. <laughs> they're not like the cat off Shrek. They stand up, stick their tail in the end. <laughs> yeah, Leo's Leo's have the worst attitude when yeah. the ball like how many times have you just had one dangling off your finger? Like you don't feel yeah. it, but you're like last run. I tell you the last run was worth the worst. I had every single lizard, gecko, anything hissing at me like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, what is it? what have you been feeling at me? They got a problem. I don't mind being aggressive with you. I don't think I've given you anything aggressive. No, no, no. I don't think they've got oh, it was the I last so time. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were all on one. But um, yeah, no, we um, Reese keeps um, gecko food on boards as well as live food as well. <coughs> so you know, because because there are times when we can't do everything as quickly as we'd like when it comes to delivering them. So we do make sure that they are cleaned out, they are watered every night. Um, we take the water and food out during the day because obviously transport, especially like Leo's, the last thing we want them to do is be in a wet container. So in the mornings, Reese generally does another check. He takes out the water and the food if anything has made a wet made its bed all wet and a mess he'll give it a quick change before he sets off you know it's not so bad with the cresties if they knock their water over and it's a bit wet it's fine but there are yeah. animals that don't want wet so you know it's 
it, as you say, it's it's looking after them like we would our own. It's the same routine. It's watering them every day. It's feeding them every other day. You know, depending on on the animal. If I can't we, feed them. Without them thinking your food. Obviously, we can't feed the snakes because we've got no way really of keeping a, a supply of mice on, or rats on board, and it's knowing what size. Yeah. 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 So, but then. Most snakes can go quite well without eating. Oh anyway. yeah, they can go. They can go months sometimes. Yeah. Can't they? Yeah. I mean, I know the likes of uh, the like Cresties can go a long time without eating as well. But if we can feed them, we will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even like the beardies would be having big beardies or the Aki monitors, and they they have any big locusts or anything like that. We'll take them on board. Yeah, we'll, we go out there. We do a shop before you yeah, leave. Yeah, quite, quite a few. Uh, quite a <laughs> few. Quite a few of those. What doesn't get eaten around by the I'm trying to sleep. Like, What's that? Oh, oh, oh. oh no! Trying to catch the thing. As long as it doesn't go in your mouth. Like, oh, nice and crunchy. Celebrity, get me out of it. There'll mm. be oh, one no. for them, one for me. You you can have the guts oh, in. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically it really i just check them every uh, all day cows, yeah yeah Without even if i stop yeah if i stop for a coffee or you know to fill up i will open the van just have a quick scan make sure everything's all right no alarms going off jobs are good and set off again so and that's because i'm in the back as well sleeping if an alarm goes off at night i'm there straight away to yeah. To sort of it's going in your room, you're waking up whether you want to yeah. or not. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but if, if an alarm did go off and there was a problem with the, the chamber, at least then I can just cut the chamber, get them all out, put them into a different one and turn that one off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's really actually really smart that you can obviously individual chambers. Yeah, that's yeah. actually really well thought out. Yeah. yeah. And we st- still got quite a few chambers of build with me so yeah the van is still a work in progress so at the moment aesthetically it's um, not as pretty as we'd like we've made sure that everybody has what they need animal wise and then slowly we're prettifying it and adding in more chambers yeah. where we need to <clears throat> yeah yeah, yeah. functionality first yeah what is like the what is your like would you say your max capacity on the current van would you say you've got a max capacity or would you say it's more determined on you know how many larger animals you're taking and, and that's sort determined of more on size i mean we are taking hundreds of animals each run but it's generally you know we take the, the first three days are always the busiest because that's mostly picking up and and then it's you pick up two, you drop off three, so it, it kind of regulates itself right nicely. When I'm making the booking, something else I do do is I tally up the number at the bottom of how many animals or containers we have on board, and then I will um, I will then work out from that point. I will work out from that point how many we're picking up on each day and delivering. But we can we can take. We can probably so say it depends greatly on size, but um, we can um, we can take a lot. <laughs> um, it is hard to determine. I mean, it's like crested crested geckos. We can probably take close to, to three three hundred crested geckos in the the smaller brass tubs. You know, so 
but at the moment we're, we're nowhere near capacity so I'm, I'm not like massively focused on can we fit it all in because I know we can. Do you yeah. aim to have reptiles collected and delivered within, within like a certain time frame have you got that goal in mind? Yeah we try to do maximum as, as soon as possible yeah. is our goal pretty much um it doesn't always work out that way, but most stuff is delivered within three days and we're comfortable with that. I mean, I know that we can look after <laughs> animals for longer than that. And there is the occasional time where we will have an animal on board for six days, but them animals have always arrived happy and healthy. The people we've delivered to have always been really happy with that because we are so switched on with the care of the animal. Yeah. It, you know, we even though we don't like them being on for six days, we know that they will be okay for that length of time. I mean, if they're on for that length of time and they are a relatively friendly animal, not, not hissy and growly, um, I will take it out, check it, make sure, you know, it's okay that he bashed himself, rubbed himself or anything. Yeah, because um, that's one thing, the small confinement, especially yeah. with the snakes, they can, they can rub themselves. Yeah. So occasionally... So it, yeah, if, if they're, you know, they're okay and they're on for that length of time, I will handle them then. Um, but I don't tend it's to like handle them yeah I, I won't i'm not going to sit there going oh hello look at this look at this uh, i don't want to stress <laughs> yeah. them out as, as beautiful as they look yeah most of them even look no nah, i won't handle it unless unless obviously i need to so. it's, yeah. it's nice to try and have them on for about as i said three to four days three days max yeah. is, is our aim i mean some Quite a few we're still delivering within 24 to 48 hours. You know, when yeah. you're picking up from, like this run, we're picking up from Falmouth and we're delivering up the other side of Glasgow. Trying to do that and pick up and, you know... As far as last time. Because trying to keep costs down as well, we need to try and do the run as, as efficiently as possible. With fuel prices yeah. going and say, oh, we have had to just increase our prices. But, but Reluctantly. We're, yeah, we're... So we can't sort of knowing that we can take an animal care of an animal over a longer period of time we can't justify going out of our way to push that three days when it's such a long trip and we have so many other pickups and deliveries on the way to that um i mean obviously yeah. we would love to in the future we would love to be able to run two vans and and be able to then you know work it so that that we can shorten the time out and we have someone focusing more on up north and then more down south and split it that way where we meet at a certain point hand them over and i then go down he goes yeah. up jobs are good and or she yeah or she yeah yeah <laughs> so does each run do, does each run last for eight days each each time is that is that the oh, at the moment that that is the case we are roughly getting the orders we get every month are roughly eight days. On the months we got Donny, like this month, our run is only seven days. But yeah. they don't generally, I think we did have one that was 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they don't generally go any longer than that. Yeah, it's not safe to do any longer than that. For me, all the no. animals, you know, it's. it's yeah. 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 You've got to consider yourself. Yeah. 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 Some of these animals can be incredibly expensive and obviously someone catch wind that you're doing that, that's your safety then, that's that's compromised because the longer you're out on your own. Mm -hmm. he, um, he does actually have safety features on board for that. We we have heard stories <laughs> about things that have happened to other couriers and also you've seen some pretty colourful characters out there yourself. Yeah. As well yeah. as being threatened. Yeah. So he does actually carry mace, which is connected no. to an app that goes straight to the police and also messages me when it's oh, wow. set off. And a ratchet. 
That's probably, that's rather more appropriate than what I was thinking because I was thinking, oh, he's got this well-cool button that he presses, this big red button, and then spikes come out the tire, and then, like, pepper spray comes out the window, and, like, literally, you annihilate. The moral of the story is we live in Mad Max. Um, <laughs> sorry, I've got an overactive imagination. Uh, that's that's much cooler. But yeah, I've had, I've had a few. <laughs> a few you've, only had, you've only had one person well, threaten you. Well, one friend me. And that was because me, they misread then... your message and got really irate. <laughs> yeah, I was just, well, I, he ain't using us again. That's the end of that one. But yeah. Um, but there is a lot. What did you do? Basically, um, sometimes Reese runs early. Um, and on this occasion, he was running really early. So he messaged the guy and he said, I can be with you by so-and-so a time if that's okay. And the guy read it that I'm going to be with you by this time and got really shitty because it was like only gave him 20 minutes to get home. Because obviously if you're running early, you can't always give people an hour's notice that you're running early. So he got really funny about it and basically said, well, my wife's home and it's a good job. I'm not going to be, what was it? It was a good job. Basically, it was like, he was basically telling me that it was a good job. He weren't at home because he would have kicked my head in, basically. And I got on the phone to him and I was like, do you know what? I'm not even going. You did. did I did in the end. You did deliver. I did in the end. (laughs) Um, I delivered it and I was like, there you go. See you later. Done. Um, But... Um, when you when I said what did you do with him, I meant like where did you bury him? Oh. I didn't mean like what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to go to bed. I need to go. I remember when you texted me saying you were coming early here. That was me in panic mode. That was I. I literally nearly bumped down the stairs. <laughs> I, I don't mind when people come earlier. I I quite prefer when people come earlier. To be honest, yeah. You know, yeah. Any point, you I can tell me. No. Yeah, you can just say because that's why I say if that's okay, then you can say. <laughs> no, it's not okay. Because I'm always like, if you say you're earlier, I know that if you can collect from me earlier, it helps you in the long run. Especially if I'm like the first collection of the day, and usually if I get an early time slot, I'll have everything ready the night before. So it's just a case of like I can box the geckos up in like two seconds, but five. Firecracker decided to be a pain in the backside, and I could not catch him. I literally was like, "I'm going to have to come back in a second. Firecracker's been a pain." But yeah, normally everyone's quite easy to catch, and it's fine. Yeah. Do you provide your customers at you know at the collection and delivery ends with any paperwork, such as you know a customer must sign um, to show that they've checked the animal when you've collected it, and also obviously at delivery, you know, to agree that it's in good health, or is it just a case of you know, like visual check. Um, we we have receipts. Yeah, we? We pick, have the, pick up the is pick, a visual check. Yeah, yeah, pick up. <laughs> Although, the, do apologise. You know, the last two runs we haven't had them, but that's been due to issues at home trying to with the printer going all do lally and everything else. But yeah, we but generally we, do we have, have them. delivery receipts, which basically um, <coughs> the seller is allowed a copy of. If they want a copy of a delivery receipt, we will provide it. We keep it sort of stored away. We keep it stored away um, sort of somewhere safe at home for, you know, well, we will keep them for a while. Basically for for us and for the sellers, because if we we have this, it says on there basically that the animal has arrived in visually healthy condition. 
that they are happy yeah. with how you know that that we've taken care of it and that it's it's all good and that it is also the the gecko that they ordered and what what that does then is also it covers our backs because it means that they can't then turn around and say well the gecko arrived dead but what it also means is i know like with with paypal if you, if they turn around and say they didn't receive the animal I, I know paypal's changing at the moment with being able to, something to do with animals but i know that they, yeah. they will treat an animal that you're not covered for an animal if it dies on arrival but what you are covered for is if you if they pay you via paypal goods and services and then they t- say they haven't received it if we don't have that paperwork, then you have no proof and you have to repay them. Excuse you. But if with this, this delivery receipt, if they try and do that, well, we can say, well, actually, no, you've signed that we delivered, which is basically proof of delivery, which covers the sellers yeah. as well as covering us to say that the animal is healthy when it gets there. That's, yeah, that's good. I have mine in a possession when I got that. You were like, here you go. And I was like, okay. yeah, we're not letting people keep them anymore. Sorry. I'll be like, can you just send me over the PDF of it and I'll print it at home? <laughs> like, I actually, you reminded me, I've actually need to sort my bookings out for December and January because I have, I think, I need to put well, we have people booking in for February already. It's um Yeah. Oh, I need to book in December for... next year. <laughs> oh my god, don't I've got Joe that you delivered to not long ago. She's having another one. She's having a lemon cake and trident kid. And she's already planned that next year she wants another one and she's like, Gotta get it delivered by the same people and I was like, Don't worry, I'll let them know and she was like let them know ahead of time and I was like yeah can I book in for December (laughs) oh brilliant love it I do need to bookings out Quick intermission to let you know the code for some awesome discounts with our amazing sponsors. Amphibipod are offering 5% off with orders under £20 with the code HERPINGPOD5 and 10% off orders over £20 using code HERPINGPOD10. Colourful Cresties are offering 10% off orders over £15 using the code THHPODCAST10. Be sure to check them out and give them some love. They really deserve it. Is it quite nerve-wracking transporting other people's animals? If it was me, I would feel worried in some capacity because, you know, you'd want to treat them as your own and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 it's very, very, very nerve-wracking, to be fair. Again, because it's other people's animals. Um, And... I would be devastated if anything happened to him, you know. So it is, it, it is very, very nerve wracking. But well, it's just, it is what it is, isn't it? Go, it's, go, just go, 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 go on with it. Go, go on with it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. And have you found, have you found you, your customers to be good so far? Have you had a good reception since you started yeah, out? Yeah, oh. definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, people have been really lovely. So there's there's the odd couple, couple of people that, you know, have been a bit off. It was generally always once they actually then stopped and talked and actually rethought about, they was like, oh, actually, yeah, no, that's my bad. You know, because even like the, the guy that threatened Reese in the end, he, he was actually fine. You know, once it was explained to him that what, you know, please reread the message. This is what it says. So generally, I mean, I, I only deal with people over the phone and, and sort of via the, the 
messaging. You know, they always seem really good because there are yeah. times where we have delays, isn't there? I mean, sometimes it's been we've ended up delayed so badly it's been gone midnight that we've got to someone. Well, I had, I think I had about twelve accidents on the M25 uh, in one day, and I was stuck solid for four or five hours and didn't get to the person until about 20, 20 past one, I think it was in the morning. And I felt horrendous, you know, but at least I, we, we gave him the, the option didn't we, of whether you can have it for the next day or do you want it now? And it was perfectly fine. Really, really good. As long they as we keep, it, keep them up, up to date with everything, they were really good. Yeah. Yeah, as long as as long as you keep people in the loop, like I don't yeah. care when you deliver to me. It could be three in the morning. I, I honestly don't mind as long as I'm told. I, I can keep my yeah. eyes open. Like I say, that, I don't go to sleep until like five in the morning. <laughs> but not the point. But yeah, it's all yeah. about communication. The only one time I will never text you is if you're the first delivery, and I, you know, it's five in the morning that I leave. And I normally will text you in you know an hour before. I won't text you then. I will be, I'll only text you half hour or when I think it's appropriate to text you because you need to sleep. You know, I, I, I don't work like that. I won't text you. You can say that to me. I won't sleep. Fair enough. <laughs> I will be going to her. Is it like three in the morning? <laughs> if there's ever four, if you're ever, honestly, if you're ever the first person and you think you're going to be early, just let me know the day before and then I'll just have everything ready for you. I, I, I don't mind. Odd <laughs> 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 honestly, I don't mind. Yeah, you know, if it's ever me, just yeah, yeah, me. So it, it is. Yeah, every, everyone, to be fair, pretty much everyone been has good, been so. really lovely. Um, yeah. Have you ever had anybody book in but collection and available or vice versa at the delivery of the animal nobody answers or is unavailable? And if so, how you know how did you deal with that or how would you deal with that? Well, like no, I don't think we have. Um, we've had we've had a few not answer because they're on the um, toilet or something. Yeah, or they're just. Um, <laughs> We, we've had but, people forget, but they've then had something, someone else has been home or something in place. Yeah, we've, oh, we've delivered two minutes down the road, you know, to a friend or a family member. Yeah, because we're, we're always happy to do that. If if they're not going to be home, <clears throat> we will deliver to, to sort of their place of work, if that's practical, or friend or family, as long as it's sort of fairly local to where they are. But we, we do have a process that, that basically, because we can't, bounce back to people and so we try and explain this when we when they do the booking that it is important we will hang around for a small length of time you know as I say I give Reese 15 minutes to half an hour yeah for them to then get back <clears throat> but if they if we can't get hold of them and they're just you know they're not there and we've waited that length of time we will then take the animal away with us and what we will then do is we will contact the, the the seller who we've picked up from and we will let them know the situation and then and then um, contact the seller and let them know um, what's happened, that we still have the animal on board, that we was unable to deliver. And depending on where the seller is, we will swing round on the way back and drop it back to the seller. I mean, if, if we can if we can get hold of the, the person it's going to and we can swing back to them, we will. But if we can't, we'll then return either return it to the seller and do it again. Or if worse comes to the worst, we would have to bring it home 
and then take it back out with us on the next one and look after it ourselves at home and, until that situation. I mean, it even comes to the point that if, if I wasn't comfortable with having it at home... Depending on what it is. I would take it, take it home and then do a, a separate run just to take it back, you know, um, sort it out with the seller and take it back up sort of as a, as a complete yeah. separate run. Because, yeah, not obviously not every reptile or whatever we are equipped for at home. Yeah. So it's it's sort of, yeah, animal animal dependent. But if something like a Leo or a Cresty or a Beardy, generally for a short short period of time, we have somewhere we can keep it. We have empty tanks, God knows how. <laughs> you know, but but so far, touch wood, <laughs> we've we've not had to had to do that. It's it's say it's been a case of if they've not answered, they're on the toilet or you know, something like that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tend to ring as well. You know, if I don't get no answer and I'll ring them or even text message if I can't ring them. Yeah. Generally, they they answer and they're, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was indisposed. Or, yeah. or, you know. that, that is like my worry when we get a time frame or we used to get a time. We've not had animals for a while. We've been on the ball without one <laughs> this year. But when we ever have a time frame for anything, it's like, right, for this next hour, I can't go anywhere because I'm dead conscious. <laughs> you know for a fact, the second you go, right, I'm just going to risk it. It's going to be that yeah. knock on the door. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why we, we don't generally do try and call people from the, the stop before to say, right, the sat-nav says we're going to be here at this time. Um, just so they have a smaller window to wait around for. Because I'm, I'm like that. If I know yeah. something's coming, I will literally sit at the window. So if I have an hour's time frame, I'll be sat there. It doesn't matter how much I need to pee or whatever, I will be glued. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, for future reference, I do add on 15 minutes to that time when I text you <laughs> because of delays of traffic or whatever. So, you know, I might say I'm going to be there yeah. at quarter to 12, but actually I'm due there at half 11. But I will that's, do that. That's half an hour. That's not Right, so from now on, I'm going to take off 15 minutes. I'm going to take off 15 minutes from every time that you give me now. If you're not there, don't. I've had a few people do that. They've messaged me at sort of like 10 o'clock and said, you're supposed, it said you'd be with me between 8 and 9, but no one's turned up. This is like 3 o'clock. No, they message at like 10. And so I'll look at the thing and it's like, you do realise it's between 8 and 9 tonight. It says PM and they're like, Oh, yeah. so I've, I've started putting the 24-hour clock on now because yeah. I get that nearly every day. Yeah, I've got to say, I have done that before, woken up early thinking it's in the morning and then gone. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> or it's been the wrong day. Where is it? I know. Luke from leaving. You tomorrow. I've done the wrong day thing. Luke from Leaping Cresty has packed his geckos up three days early. <laughs> it's like we haven't. We haven't even um, left for our run yet, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you had any other challenges? Apart from roadworks, any other challenging situations? Oh, apart from, yeah, van going bang. Oh, yeah, we yeah. did have the, the joy yeah, of our first going, van. Going bang and then I going had to get, bang. Yeah. yeah, we had to get towed home. We had to bring everybody's reptiles home. Which was and, lucky, um, really, because they weren't going to pick me up with the reptiles. They, they told didn't me, want to. you go on a train with the reptiles. <laughs> and I'm like, really? 
Yeah. So, How am I supposed to do that? So I'll, I'll break down. I'll break down his last toy. That um, if we break down, they'll bring the reptiles home <laughs> as well. Yeah, it was. So, uh, it, was it, it wasn't our breakdown uh, people that we have now. It was a totally different one. I mean, they they didn't even want to take the van with the reptiles in. Oh, sorry, they didn't want to take. They didn't want me to take the reptiles in the van. They in their van. They wanted me to leave them in. That van that wasn't working by by the way, obviously. Yeah. So no temperature. There was no heating on the back of their van while going down the motorway. I was like, nah, no so chance. I suppose that would yeah, that's a challenging situation because we had to get them home. I then yeah. had to message everybody and let them know that there would be a, a day's delay. We then had to find a higher vehicle, and because of the amount of miles left, the only thing we could hire was a car. So, um, I had to so we had to poly boxes rig up loads of poly boxes and all of that to make sure that um, everything was kept warm. I think you delivered to us yeah, in the car, yeah. was it? Yeah. What's that one? Yeah. So I had so, to rig up all, the, all the poly boxes and everything, all heat pads, a lot. Which was very stressful. Yes. You know? So to end the podcast, what are your aspirations with the courier? Is it something you'd like to expand upon, such as, you know, wider than the UK, or is it something you'd like to keep as a family-run courier business in the UK? Because I know you mentioned you'd love to have, you know, two vans eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't think at the moment going to Europe or anything is going to be no, an we're... option because obviously what's going on with Europe at the moment Brexit and, and stuff but and it's really expensive I mean we were asked to ship well to Korea a gecko on it to Isle of was it Isle of Wight or Isle of, no Isle of no no this was actually Ireland was that, Ireland, that, that was, was Ireland That's and right. that was really expensive and but it was um... only a 40 pound obviously you know gecko it was a quite a standard cheap yeah. one and it would have ended up being about 500 quid so we're, we're looking at it's not worth it we're looking at sticking with england wales and scotland yes yeah, it I could be so. in future we might bridge out to just go across and do ham but yeah. i just yeah. we just want to see see what happens because obviously like you say we are small we're a family run it's just us two and the kids and you know maybe we'll we'll bring someone else in maybe we won't we, we don't know we'll just see how it goes i mean it is slowly getting bigger yeah, if, if, if the demand yeah. went if, if, for Europe and we could bring someone else in and, you know, maybe they can do that yeah. side of it. But Yeah, but I'd be really funny about someone else coming in. I'd yeah, be so, I'd be, like... I'd be very picky. Really, yeah. yeah. You need to follow all this. The, all the credentials and <laughs> yeah. stuff and, and things. I'd, I'd have to know what they were doing to hand over the, the baby that is MCC and, and trust them with basically our reputation. So, mm. and, yeah. and, you know... Yeah, because yeah, the yeah. last thing we want is someone that doesn't actually care about the animals taking over and no. not doing what they need to. So, so yeah, it's it's sort of we we're kind of playing it by ear, um, carry on as we are at the moment and and see where demand takes us mm. really. Yeah. And enjoy it, enjoy yeah. what you're what you're doing and and, and what you're creating. Yeah. And, and yes, yeah, like I mean, yeah, we really like it. dealing with the people. There are some really nice people. <laughs> That give yeah. you chocolate bars and really cute clothes for kids. Thank you so much to Shelly and Reese of MCC Reptile Couriers for joining us on this week's podcast, Reptiles on the Run. It's been great to hear all about the ins and outs of being a reptile courier, what is to be expected when making a booking, and how the customer end to end process works. Hopefully, tonight we've managed to alleviate some of your anxieties when having a reptile courier across the miles because MCC 
a cracker at what they do. We'd just like to take this time to also make an exciting announcement. We've welcomed on board Danielle of Herptile Hammocks as our third sponsor. As you'll know, we included some of Danielle's products in our giveaway recently, and she's doing a great job of producing fantastic products for the hair owners out there. We'd love to support her on her journey as a small business within the UK, and we are delighted to have her to join our Herping Hour family alongside our other two amazing sponsors. Please be sure to listen out on the next podcast for the fantastic discounts provided to our listeners from all three of our sponsors. Be sure to check out all of Amphibipod's products. He's also able to welcome ideas you may have and bring them to life. Please also check out Lauren over at Colourful Cresties. She makes some amazing bespoke natural products for your friends. She's currently nursing a wrist injury, but we'll be back at it very soon. And of course, please go and welcome and follow our brand new sponsor, Danielle, over at Hertile Hammocks for some amazing reptile hammocks cushions and accessories some of the products danielle produces can be used in conjunction with richard's products over at amphibipod thanks again to shelly and reese for joining us it's been really informative and we've all really enjoyed it it's been great thank you thank you all our listeners who tune into our podcast each week we really appreciate all the support and the feedback we get from you thank you, thank you, thank you for joining thank us, you for having us. Yeah, thank it's been you great.